to those of you who are my fans, I do apologize. How do you say it? In rock voice, it's been a while. And that it has been. Um, I do apologize. So much going on. Kind of lost the reason behind why I started to do this. Um, just want to give my love, support, thoughts, and prayers to any families out there that are suffering from current losses, losses over the past month, week, this year, and over and beyond. There's so much uh, suicide, so many things happen in this world that we don't speak upon. We worry so much about how others are living their lives when they're happy that we're not concentrating on how people live in their lives when they're upset and sad. I think there's something we should definitely, definitely think about. People suffer through things. People, they hurt. They go through depression. Everyone doesn't take things the way you take it. Everyone doesn't understand things the way you may understand it. Um, I just want to put out there before I say that it's 9.39 California time. That makes it 11.39 p.m. Mississippi time. And for you East Coasters, that means it's already... Tuesday morning, which makes it 12.39 a.m. your time. Uh, but yeah, back to what I was saying. I do apologize for being absent. Sometimes I get wrapped up in my own issues that I forget um, that there's so many other issues that's going on out there in the world. This is pretty much podcast, just to touch base um, to let you know that there's new up and coming things on the way. I'm going to plug in my email address once again, which is wearethepurpose87, that's the number 87, at gmail.com for anybody who has questions, want to talk in private, uh, want to get to know me, um, want me to get to know them, they need someone to talk to, um, just pretty much any and everything. That's what we are here for. To be there for each other. That's what we're supposed to do. You know, life is not easy. Although it should be, it's not. But on the brighter side, pray, download the Bible app. I'm on the Bible app um, under my original name. Just search for Hartley and you'll find Niana. You don't know how to spell Niana, then you're not meant to find me. Um, but no, as I was getting to... Um, so much has gone on, so much has changed, and the one thing I figured out in life and in this world is that we control our own purposes and our own destiny with the path that we take that God has for us. Um, we might take other paths, and people might say that's not what God had planned for you or laid out for you, but let me tell y'all something, and let me tell you this, um, if that's the case, mistakes wouldn't be made things wouldn't happen we wouldn't we would be a perfect people and there's none of us that are perfect um but one thing we have to do in this world is to stop making people feel as though they're obligated to fit this criteria um yeah we should lead each other and try to make each other steer into the right directions but today's definition of right directions has everybody's own interests at heart and not really the purpose of what needs to be done um one of the things i wanted to touch on is 
kind of hard to put it out there, but love. Um, love is not the same for each and every one of us. The definition doesn't consist of the same for each and every one of us. Um, we have so many things that we concentrate on that we forget the love aspect. We get to this point where we say, hey, you know, we're trying to get with somebody and um, let's do this to impress them. So maybe they stick around. But when you impress them when doing that, um, answer me this. What happens after the fact that once you get them, then what? Do we continue to do the same things we did before to keep the person? In some parts, yes. Uh, I always tell people that I'm not going to change for anybody. You know, if anything, I adapt and I grow. But change, you know, change is hard. There takes a lot to change. I change my underwear because it needs to be changed, it needs to be clean. I change my outfit because I'm going somewhere, I'm going to work, and I'm obligated to wear a certain such and such. But as far as changing who I am, why I have an adaption of a personality that has grown with me. With you, I should build. With you, I should grow. And with me saying that, and it gets to this point, is that when you're in a relationship with someone, that should be one of the main purposes and one of the main things that happens. You build, you grow with each other. This person's supposed to make you better. Um, blase, blase. True and untrue. Um, yes, we should push the people that we're with. But it's also up to that person to want to strive and to grow. Um, I've been put in some situations where I can't speak on this. And, you know, someone can't tell you that you're the reason why someone's failing. Because in true manner now, get what I'm saying first. That's up to that person what they want. Grown Some grown people you can't tell anything to. But at the same time, some people are easily influenced to where they're going to do whatever it takes to be with a person. They're going to be, you know, submissive to that person and that person is going to be dominant to them. They don't have a mind of their own. So in those situations, yes, you can influence that. But for somebody who knows what they're doing and knows what they want out of life and knows that they want to be with a person and yet they still not obtaining what they have to do for themselves and that's on them. Um, but you, in life, we can't tell people you're the reason why such and such isn't doing anything. Minus what I just told you before about people not having their own mindsets. Take that out of it and take with two normal people. Because in a lot of situations, you know, people egg folks on or people enable people. Um, people can be married, say, 20 plus years and... You know, during that time, you may have did things that your spouse wasn't doing. So, was it their fault that you were doing that? Uh, should you divorce your spouse because they're not um, building and growing? You know, you vow before God, you know, for better or for worse, sickness, health, you know, death do his part, you know, rich or poor. Okay, and this goes for people who aren't in the marriages and in relationships. And people say, well, you know, you're not married to them, leave them, such and such. How did you guys get together? And think about this coming from different generation aspects. Because there's certain generations back in the day, people were getting married at ages 14 to 15, and that was okay. Or a 15-year-old woman was marrying a 19-year-old man, and, you know, that was fine. Uh, what I'm trying to say is, you know, 
back then you oh we're gonna work on this and work on that or we get married three weeks after knowing each other we get married you know four months after knowing each other or it may take us three years how do you you just tell people to give up on relationships that they have established things with or they have um grown with how do you get to the point where you find your spouse you tell people oh this person wasn't good for you this relationship is toxic you're bound to find something else how do they get to the point to being with someone it you know and i'm nothing against in marriage because i'm not married or anything on that aspect but you know a lot of us jump into relationships i know people who've known each other for three months and gotten married and they've been married maybe 25 plus years and that's good that does not work for everybody um my thing is how do you build a relationship to get to the point of marriage you know do you wait till you're in the marriage and then you figure out all these things and that makes it 10 times harder um you know i can say in my relationship we moved in after two months of dating so we never really gave ourselves a chance to date and i always say that was one of our issues is that we're still in the process of doing things that we should have did in a time period where we were separate from each other you know things happen you can't go back and change it but that is something i would like to redo if we had the opportunity was to date each other more get to know that thing miss that person more because you start to get comfortable in a setting and in that setting you forget to maintain the things that are important to you um you start expecting things out of your significant other your spouse that normally you wouldn't expect from either yourself to give to someone um we put them in a situation or a spot to where we magnify so many things that the moment they do something wrong it's incorrect because that's not how they used to do it or that's not how i hate to say this but program to do things we ask them to do um we forget the love aspect in relationships. We forget that we create our own definition. That when we open uh, the dictionary, the definition that we find behind it doesn't necessarily mean it has to meet our criteria. Um, you should go at it in a different aspect. To me, I don't believe 100% of a chance that you can love anybody the same way. No matter if you got a million people standing in front of you and you've known all these million people's 10 plus years and you have a love for them, your love for each person is different. Um I you know, some people say they can fall in love more than once. Some people say they meet their soulmates more than once. Um you know, that can happen. Um on many occasions you can find somebody and fall for them right then and there the first time you meet them. Um there's occasions where it takes you a while to know that this person is fit for the moments in your life um then there's times where some people are with people and they find somebody else that fits them um i'm not gonna really speak on that situation because a lot of times people are married and you know what happens happens we all make mistakes um you know that's a union that people feel should not be broken or should not be crossed um and sometimes to be honest with you i think y'all take the union of marriage more seriously than y'all take the union with god and that's honestly my my truth with it it's like it's a downright you shouldn't do that thingy but you won't step one foot into church you want to get married in one 
but you won't step one foot in church. I'm not saying that you have to go to church to know God and praise God. Because from all means, I can tell y'all, you can sit anywhere and give God his thanks and his praise. And I'm down with that from anything. Nobody can take that from me. But I feel as though a lot of times y'all put marriage above y'all putting your union with God. And you can get mad at me if you want to, but um, I see that a lot, you know, you know, well, they're married and, you know, such and such and this and that. And I'm just like, okay, and so you tell me you won't help a person because you're married and that's the issue, but God says to help all people. So I'm going to let you sit out in the cold because I'm married and my relationship with my marriage is more important than when God telling me to serve others. Now, to a certain aspect now, I'm not married once again. So I'm just speaking on what I see for people who represent marriage and the way people represent marriage nowadays doesn't really give me the urge to go hurry up and want to go get married if that's what you guys call and represent it. And another thing is you guys are so worried about people, heterosexuals are so worried about homosexuality and homosexuals getting married and that's not how it's supposed to be and that they're not abiding by the the rules and the way that the the Bible's going that you have to understand and realize that you are the reason why if you take and you focus on what you have in front of you then you shouldn't have to worry about this group or that group because then you would have a strong foot to stand on when it comes to your relationship and your ties and your union and you know people just want to be happy and loving isn't that what marriage is supposed to be and the union is supposed to be is happy and in love and you know, being blissful. Those are the things that you're supposed to get from that. Those are things that's supposed to radiate from that. Building a family, having traditions. But it seems to be such an issue. Again, you know, I bring up that it's it's Pride Month. And I put that out there by saying that you're not alone. It's people that don't want to come out because they're afraid of what their family may think. There's people that don't want to come out because they're afraid that because they have such a powerful love for God that they're not allowed to go to church anymore or serve him because it'll be it'll be an issue they'll be looked at um they'll be trying to get rid of their evilness their sickness that they have um there's people that are afraid that are married right now that feel like they can't come out because they've started a family and they've lived this lie um there are people that feel like if they do that their life might be in jeopardy. Um, I just want you to know that you're thought of, you are cared for, I'm praying for you. It is not my place to tell you who to be. It is not my place to tell you who to love. It's not my place to tell you if it's wrong or right. All I can tell you is the Bible says what the Bible says. If you read it, therefore you read it the way you read it and you receive it the way you receive it. Um, that believe it or not in my eyes God still loves you uh, because if he didn't first of all he would never have sent his son to die for any of our sins any of our sins do know this that your sin will be capitalized it will be a major forefront it will be as though no other sin exists but this one do not 
be afraid to be who you feel you should be. If we were afraid to be who we would be in this world, then a doctor wouldn't be a doctor, a lawyer wouldn't be a lawyer, a minister wouldn't be a minister, a teacher wouldn't teach, an athlete wouldn't play their sport, a parent would not want to be a parent. Do know this. You are loved regardless of who you choose to love. It is those people who do not understand what you're going through that questions what you are doing and will use the Bible. And true enough, maybe it's in the Bible and it may be sin, but they will use it in a way that tears you away from your family, away from them, and away from who you are. It is a way you go about doing things. I have nothing against Christians because I, in my heart, believe that I am one. I love God and I serve God. Yes, I do have a girlfriend. I do not fall for people because of what they look like or if they look like me or if they don't look like me. I fall for the person. That's what I stand by. That's always what I represented. I do not have to flaunt who I'm with. I've never been a very big public display of affection person. If it comes up, then yes. If it doesn't, okay then. I know who I'm with. I know who I, who I am. Um, the thing that worries and scares us the most is that the same people who badger us about a sin will be the same people once we turn away from it with open arms and loving us and accepting us in the church and giving thanks and saying things even worse about it after the fact. Those are the people who do not have your best interests at heart. And I'm sorry. When God wants people that are going through things to come to him, people that have strayed away, people who have sinned to come to him, he wants us to present them with love, with honor to show them this is what we're trying to get you to go to. People who bash people, pretty much despite them, pretty much downgrade them from the rest of the world, alienate them, are not people that you want to have yourself surrounded with. Those are people that project on negativity constantly. And with that negativity, it causes people to slip into depression that don't have a very strong hold on their mindset and who they are. When you're battling a million and one different things, having the world hate you is not a good feel. Having the world that loves God and you love God, and the same people that say they love God bashes you, does not make you feel like you're in a wanted place. It gets you to go to a step where you say that God doesn't love me or I don't believe in God. And then that's where people stray away, and that's when people mistrust people, and that's where people get the notion that people in the church are hypocrites. I'm saying this because there's people out there that feels that way. And I'm telling you that everyone's not like that. Some people are so strong and powerful in what they're trying to fix that they forget to fix their own issues first. We all live in the world that we worry about what the next person's doing, that we forget to remember who we are. So we start becoming someone else that we don't even recognize. 
If I sit here for 10 minutes and I ask you to describe who you were to me, you couldn't do it because you were too busy be describing the person that you're trying to change that's next to you. The person that you don't like because of their skin color. The person you don't like because they don't have as much money as you. This is something that we often have to think about. We should be in a world where we interchange and we help one another. Things should go in full circle. It should never be, what can I get out of a person? And it should never be, what can I receive from a person? When you're giving, give with your heart and give not knowing that you might not even get anything back. Because God might have blessed you already for you waking up. We often have the notion that we should get something in return. And I can honestly sit here and say that back in 2015 when I left Lowe's and I was sick and I had nothing. Literally nothing. I wasn't getting paid anything. Um, And me and Destiny were moving into an apartment. I expected the same people that I always helped because that was just my heart to help. I could at least call on for something to eat or I can at least call on for gas money or I can at least call on for this and... None of those people showed up. That's a lesson that I'm still learning to this day, believe it or not, because I'm a kind of person that I will give. And I give now without expecting anything in return because it's just how it's supposed to be. But it bothers and it hurts people majority of the time most because a lot of times it's not people that don't know God that does it to you. It's the people that know God that preaches it to you that turns around and does the things that they tell you that sinners do. You're wanting to have your issues in the limelight, and as long as yours are being examined and going through the limelight, what they're doing in the dark is never brought up as long as they can keep focus on your issues. And I'm going to tell you this today. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep smiling. Keep giving to those same people. Keep praying for those same people. Don't feel as if You should stop doing things. Yes, it hurts. Trust me. I know it does. Believe me, without a shadow of doubt, I know firsthand how it feels. It's embarrassing to have people around you talk about you and you not know or they think you don't know and they smile on your face. We all go through it. The good, the bad, the ugly, we all go through it. It's hard to know that you spend your last on someone and they don't know it. And yet they'll go and do a million and one things and never ask you, hey, dog, do you need a penny or do you need a loaf of bread? And a lot of times it'd be your same people that are your Christian folks and not your non-believers. And half the time it can be your non-believers and your Christian people that are there for you. The world is mixed up. The world is intertwined. And when I say love, I mean you you love unconditionally. And I say and I state this again, when you love someone and you truly love a person, you see past a lot of things. But some of the things they do does hurt you. But if the things that they're doing isn't going to affect your walk with God, then pray for them. Pray for whatever he has in store for them that they may receive those blessings. And if you don't believe in God, I promise you that you're missing out on something amazing. Because regardless of the fact that if 
People tell me I'm going to hell for just loving someone. Then I'm already there. Because every day we live on this earth and the things we go through and the things we see witness with kids, with bombings, with attacks, with homelessness, with veterans not getting help, with people getting molested, people getting raped, people losing their lives, people losing their homes. If that's not enough right there to see that that's hell, then sign me up. And I try to say as much as I can to encourage you guys. And there are some people that no matter what you say, they're too far gone. They're too hurt behind the actions of others. They're too hurt because they missed out on things growing up. They miss out on things now. They feel like the black sheep. They feel alienated. There's a silver lining and there's a gold lining and everything. Be grateful for the little things that you may not feel is something that is. If you have a place to lay your head, feel grateful. Now, in the same aspects, I'm not telling you that because you have that, that you should be talked to or treated any type of way because that's not how it works. But we live in a world where people feel as though if they're giving you something, then they have a means and a title over your life to treat you the way they feel treated and you're supposed to take it. That's not how God works. And I don't care if you're Christian or non-Christian. That's not how he works. It isn't. You're supposed to treat the janitor the same way you treat the CEO. And I say this, and I will say this, and I will say this again. People are losing their lives because they feel like their family don't love them. That they feel like they're not good enough. That they feel like they're stuck in a world where they're different and no matter what they do, they will never be loved or liked as this person or that person. Stop making excuses for the people that you know are doing things purposely. And start holding them accountable for the things that are wrong. And stop holding the ones that are accountable, that are trying, that are crying out for help. That you claim are just making excuses. Because those are the ones that you wake up the next day and you get the text message, the phone call, the the email stating that they took their life. Is it wrong? Yes, it is wrong. For a person who have tried to commit suicide five times, I know it's wrong. But I want you to know that there's somebody out there that understands what you're going through and feels your pain. Depression is not easy. If you do not go through depression, if you are not bipolar, these things are not easy things to go through. I sit and I think because I say, what do I say? What would you want someone to say to you when you're sitting there a month and not getting out of bed? Because no matter what happens or whatever you think about, you just want to cry or you keep contemplating, why am I here? What good's going to come to it? I take 10 steps forward to get knocked 30 steps back. I get a job and it's not the job that's good for me and... I can't seem to find anything else and 
God doesn't love me, my family doesn't love me, you know, my relationship's a failure, I don't have this, I don't have the clothes like such and such have it. You have all that, and it's coming. Sometimes we look for things in the wrong places, or we look for stuff in the wrong people. We hold each other to a higher expectation that we truly can't give you because we don't know that we're supposed to give you that. Ask for help. That's the biggest thing. That's the biggest step to me. That's the huge step is to ask for help. Your pride is the one that's killing you. And when people ask for help, to those of you who people come to and they ask you not to say anything or discuss something and that they trust you, stop betraying these people trust. What is it that you gain from telling someone else business to someone else when in fact you wouldn't want someone going to tell yours? Treat it with the same mindset. It's truly not much of a thing when someone asks you. People are afraid of what people may look at them. And that's a lot of reasons why a lot of people don't come out the closet. Because the first thing that they're told is, oh, I cannot accept that. You have to get out of my house. I don't love you. That's a sin. You're going to hell. But if I stepped out the closet and said I was an alcoholic, well, we can get you some help. I love you. I didn't know you were going through this. Why is this? Or if I step out the closet and I'm say, I'm addicted to something. Well, we can send you to rehab. We can do these things. I want you to know your family loves you and we're going to be there through you with this all. Now, let me step back out of the closet again from being gay. Well, we can send you somewhere to get this out of your system because you're brainwashed. You have an evilness in you. You're sick. God doesn't like that. You're going to hell. That's not what it says in the Bible. People are going to look at you weird. You know you guys aren't supposed to get married. What is it that you understand? You don't want a family? You should be with the man so you can build and start your own traditions. Then let me step back out the closet again. I stole something yesterday. Well, did you ask God for forgiveness? Well, I've been stealing every day for the last week, I, you know, or the last year, or I keep doing it. Well, as long as you ask God for forgiveness, he'll forgive you. We can get you the help you need. I just want you to know we love you. The common denominator in that, and it goes back to what this podcast is about, is love. No matter what any other sin that was committed, each time the parent, the grandparent, the friends, the pastor, the co-workers, the cousins, the aunts, the uncles, the friends, the kids, each time love was the main thing that they told that person. But as soon as that person came out being who they truly were, not taking from someone, not killing someone, not being addicted to someone that's damaging their body, making them make irrational decisions, making them get locked up, not getting behind the wheel, taking someone else's life because you're intoxicated, not doing anything to harm anybody. But because they said who they were, not one time were they told that they were loved, regardless of the fact. 
that's the issue. And then that issue becomes, well, maybe because you're not getting love at home. Or maybe because you were raped or you were molested and you decided to go this way. Or maybe because you're looking for love that you didn't get from your mom. Or you're looking for love that you didn't get from your father. You know, I'm opening the book on these because it's things that we have to see and that we have to realize. That it does not take much to just love a person. A person. Excuse my friends, but fuck loving the sin. Nobody's asking you to. Love your people. Because tomorrow you might wake up and you won't ever hear I love you again. Stop arguing. We all do it. We all argue over dumb stuff. Treat your people equally. Don't be hard on one child because you figure that... Oh, I can be hard on you because it's easier and you listen and you won't say anything and, you know, that's just how things go. I understand that. And I'm saying this because I used to think that way um, growing up. But my grandmother was hard on me for a reason. And I appreciate what she did because it turned me into who I am. And I was deep in the church. And I can tell you now, even the fact if I wasn't with a female, I would still love people regardless of who they are that's just in me i don't see you for anything else i honestly see i see you how you treat people because that's how i love people i see you for you are i fall for your personality and i love you for your personality and who you are and how you are with things let's not be untrue or fake around people because it benefits us in certain aspects we all do it I hate to say it, but we all do it. We live in a time where the time is coming up short. We're living in a time where... Get over it. People want to go to church so bad, but they feel like they're not wanted and welcome there. Because they're there with their wives and their husbands. And you know what I'm saying. People want to hold hands at church, but they can't do it because that's a sin. People go to church and the topic's brought up about homosexuality and you feel like the whole spotlight is stunned on you and you don't know what to do because you're dressed a certain way that makes you feel comfortable, but you already know and already assume that they already probably think that you go the other way. Um... But as soon as the pastor talk about the gambler, the adulterer, the murderer, no one feels different because they're all dressed in wool and sheep-like clothes. But it's funny. We can't change you. You can't change us. Some people was born this way. But I guess they're only born that way when they genetically have an issue when it comes to depression and when it comes to bipolar disorder or it comes to schizophrenic. And I'm not saying anything down towards those illnesses. Don't get me wrong, because I suffer from quite a few and I know people who suffer from that. What I'm saying, if you get my point and if you're somebody with a capable mind to understand what I am saying and not one of these people that obviously jump to conclusions and take out things out of context. 
Um, what I'm saying is it's okay to be genetically born with these issues and something happened and you create an issue and then they try you and say, well, because of this, this is why you committed this and you go behind bars or you go to a mental institution. But you can't be born to want to be a girl or you can't be born to want to be a guy or this and that. Um, teach his own. I am perfectly happy with what God gave me. If you have seen my form, I have large breasts. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that I was a tomboy. I always have been. Um, I dress comfortably. Um, and now that I have multiple illnesses, you dressing more comfortably even more is a big thing. Um, I used to question wearing my hat around children sometimes because, you know, everybody's kids is brought up different ways and some kids are used to just men wearing hats and not women let me put that out there women wear hats too all the time a lot of them do a lot of white women wear hats when they're taking their kids on the stroller or they're going jogging or they're going to the gym a lot of black women wear hats when they hair look a hot mess or they going into the store and they want their hair nothing to sweat out um there's different types of times that hats or worn. I used to wear all mine all the time working in the garden center. It blocked me from getting hot. This is what I'm telling you. Your kids are not born to hate. Um, love is bestowed within us. Hate is not. They're taught to hate. They're taught to be ignorant. They're taught to be liars. They're taught to be stealers. And that's all I'm going to go with it. I cannot teach your child to be gay. I can only teach your child how I am as a person when they're around me. And that's loving, understanding, compassionate, patient, because that's who I am. That's the things I wanted, and that's the thing I try to bestow on children. I cannot alter their mind to think anything otherwise, and I cannot turn them to be anything that they're not. If I was a murderer, I couldn't change your child to be a murderer. If that aspect's in them, then that aspect is in them. And catch my grief when I say that. It's in them. If it is in them, it is in them. Not me nor anyone else can bring it out of them. If it's already in them, I did not change them. Be mindful of what you do and what you say in front of each other, in front of your children. Because what happens in the dark eventually comes to the light. Know that a person may be going through something you may not see. The strong people... And I was in that group of the strong people go through things, tremendously go through things that you don't see because they have to be there for everybody else. They have problems. We all got problems. Some people just don't like to get in their feelings about it and some people do. So it goes back to this. Let's love one another. Smile. When someone speak to you, speak back. It only takes a nod, a wave, or three words. Let's ensure that we're not just always on the receiving end, but we're the only giving end too. I'm going to put this out there. We have no money, point blank, period. Um, we went to the strip mark, what is it called? Swap meet um, on Saturday. You know, just to get out of the house because with my illnesses, I'm not really supposed to be in the sun a lot. So, you know, it cost 50 cents to get in. Destiny had changed. She paid for us to get in. And there was a lady said there was something about a drawing or whatever like that. 
So it was like, okay, there's a chance to win $20. So we fill out the tickets, whatever, put in the thing. And, you know, it was three minutes to the guy said we could just extend around until they do it. So, you know, we'll start talking to this guy I met named Eddie. They own their own business. I don't have the card or I would plug it. Um, but they do like shirts and stuff like that. And the first thing I always do, and Destiny will tell you this, anytime I'm around, I usually try to bring up her brother, Danny, which if you guys listen to my last podcast, um, he passed away in 2005, serving our country in Iraq. Um, nine out of 10 times, Destiny can tell you, I'm going to bring him up. Um, she don't know why I always bring him up, but I just feel like, you know, I've never met too many heroes. And even though I didn't get to meet him, I feel like it's... He needs his respect due, you know. So I was asking him about that, showed him a picture of him, whatever. And as I'm doing so, you know, they call the ticket out and that person never came up. So they called the number to the next ticket and it's Destiny's ticket. Well, technically it was my ticket, but Destiny put her name on it. But so she won it and she was like, well, you know, if you know us and a lot of y'all don't, um, we share everything. Um, our money's interchangeable. Yeah, I'm usually holding the money, but it's Destiny can get anything she wants. And if she tell you otherwise, don't believe it. Um, but it's interchangeable. If one of us got something, we both got something. That's just how we work. Um, always been that way. That's my core values, but that's going to be on my next podcast. So let me get back to the point. Um, so call her number, you know, she's like, no, we're sharing this, blase, blase. So we decided we didn't want to cook that night. Well, Destiny got sick. I think it was the same day, which was Saturday. We went to Walmart to get something. What did we go to Walmart for? Mm, I don't we don't remember. She don't remember much, unless it's somebody liking one of my pictures. Um, we went to Walmart for something, and she got sick. And so I was going to get her Sprite. She said she didn't want anything, but, you know, I get mad when she gets sick. She can't be sick. Like, I don't like people that I care about to get sick. I kind of get kind of aggressive and angry and mean because I just don't want anything to happen to them. If you know my backstory, you know. But what? Okay. Um, also, I wasn't really mean that day, you know, at Walmart in the parking lot. Um, so she's throwing up or whatever, and I told her locked door I was going to go back inside. So I was just going to go get her a Sprite. But with me growing up with Grandma, you know, there's so much stuff. Um, that we know about sickness, so I went in, got in line, got our large Sprite, and got our fry. So I had to break the 20, and it came out to 17, well, it came out 303, and the girl gave me 17.22 back. Well, I gave her $20.05, so I gave her the two dimes back, and she's like, oh, you gave me? I said, no, I didn't. I gave you a nickel. I said, I don't want your drawer to be short, so here's a change back. Well, people, that's the little things. I could have easily kept that 22 cents. Like, if you're paying attention to what you're doing, it may, you might, anybody else would be like, well, that's her fault. Even if it was $5 and she would have gave it back to me and I walked away, oh, that's her fault. No. You know what you gave. You know what you did. So, correct that issue. So, I get that back or whatever, and we decided that we didn't want to really cook, so let's just get some, some fries. Well, we had cleaned the room up all day. We had, like, got rid of a like, bunch of stuff so when we get ready to move, we don't have to go through as much. And we had pulled pork. But I'm starting to see now that pork is making me sick and I can't eat it. So, we was like, okay, let's just get our favorite queso fries, blase blase. We go there and, um, remind me, I gotta do that survey. 
Um, excuse me for that. I'm talking to y'all like we on the phone anyway, so. So we get there, and one of our favorite workers is there. Um, we're talking, blase, blase, because she has lupus as well. And so we, um, I don't even know what we did to have a seat. Um, we get in there, pay for that, our meal is such and such. Um, we leave, we come back here. Church the next day, you know, not really feeling well, but, you know, regardless if you got pneumonia or whatever, gotta go to church. Um, so we get there, and I told Destiny, I was like, you know, want to put money in church and Destiny looked at me and she said no at first so in my heart I'm I'm just like well you know I still want to put money in church because I feel like even though we didn't have anything he blessed us with something you know I feel like we were in the right place at the right time you know regardless of it was just twenty dollars it was twenty more than what we didn't have so we ended up putting five in there and usually if I put anything in there I don't split the envelope i put both our names on it if they like it they like it they don't they don't i don't care i feel like i'm sowing to god not to the church and that might come off as rude but i feel like it's it says will a man ride god and it says yes of his tithes and offering um so i always put in there how much we put in and i put 250s for whatever and 250s for destiny and to me that's over if anybody knows your 10 percent, that's over 10 percent. if we split that money evenly, which was twenty dollars, but she got ten and I got ten. Now come on with me, y'all. Was ten percent of ten? A dollar. Is anybody catching on? Okay, a dollar. So ten percent again, and my book is to do that again. Dollar fifty towards the offering. So we both did our tithes and offering. But people, I'm really good with numbers when it comes to certain things. Wouldn't catch on to that. But that felt good to put that in there. That left us with seven dollars. Um, all I can say is life works in mysterious ways. Um, we go check the mail later on that day, wasn't it? And I get to the mailbox and I check my mail and I open up my mail and I expect to be anything in there and there was a check in there for $27. And like I said before, God just works in mysterious ways, and he works good. Um, I go back to say this, that we're blessed. We complain a lot, a lot. We create a lot of our own issues. We can control a lot of them. We worry too much about what someone's doing for the next and not doing for us, and it will bring you down. It will discourage you. It will make your life feel like it's not worth living in those aspects. What I'm pretty much saying here is that, you know, we've started a diet and been trying to eat healthy. Um, We've been trying to have a positive attitude about situations that surround us here, surround us back home, surround us anywhere. Um, We have so much to work on within our relationship that's not where it should be. And believe it or not, if people can feel that you have things going on, they will try in any way to contribute to it, not knowing that they are. Um, So with that being said, love. Love those people that hate you. Love those people that don't speak to you. 
Love those people who only need you when it's beneficiary to them. Love those people who don't know better. Love those people who are lost. Love those people who are hurting, sick, dying, crying, liars, cheaters. Love those people. Love them for not the circumstances, but the purpose that God loves you. I love y'all. You know where to reach me. We are the purpose, the number 87 at gmail.com. If you have any questions, if you want to talk, my podcast is reaching different outlets. I don't care if it's one, two people reading it. I promise you that I am back on my grind. I am bigger. I am better. We are moving in silence and walking by faith. I am guaranteeing you that a new and better me is coming. I'm not allowing my circumstances to determine my purpose. And neither should you. These illnesses will not be a chain to me. I'm going to live my life. I want to live my life. And anybody else that's in my way of not wanting to do that, then God will remove them. And that goes for any relationship, any family members, any friends, any jobs, anything. I want my life and I want control of it and I want my happiness. And I don't want no more for anyone to take that away. It's been taken away from me for three years now. And I want it back. And I hope you want yours back too. Please, please call if you need help. And if I'm not mistaken, the number is 1-800-273-8255. That is a suicide hotline. And it's also a hotline for veterans. Please, please call 1-800-273-8255. I hope I'm not mistaken with the number. I have tried to remember it by heart. Please call. I will give you out my number, but I do not want to get in trouble. But I did give you my email address. And it's going to be now where it's connected to my phone, so I won't miss out on anything. Please. I ask, in the next six months, this podcast is going to be something that is reaching so many platforms that y'all going to just feel like you're sitting here chilling and talking with your homegirl. We will discuss anything. Send me topics. We'll talk about it. Send me things that you want, a question that you're going through that you need to answer. I'm telling you, I'm that person. I am diverse. It's a calling. I'm here, and I'm coming to get mine. Your age don't determine when you can succeed. You got this. Go to school. Work. Live it up on the weekends. Take care of your responsibilities. Be happy. We only got one life to live, y'all. Don't leave this earth regretting not doing anything. I promise you, your time is coming. I pray for y'all. I love y'all. And on that note, peace.